It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Whatever the temperature, it's zero at Blackstone Motors. That's zero deposit on all 192 Renault models until August 31st. Get exclusive savings and a personalized finance package today at Blackstone Motors. You're very welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. And of course, we have Fla Fever in LMFM. How couldn't you after yesterday and the wonderful launch? Yes, right through the week, this week on the show, we're going to be entertained by people from near and far who are coming to take part in the Fla and Drahada in 2019. Second year, of course, of the Fla here in the town. Lots more besides on the show. And today we are on Tracy's Travels. Yes, Tracy Hanby is on our way round Ireland for a month. We touch base with her. Tunnel to Table is back with Nikki Kyle for all you gardeners out there. We'll have Jim McCardle and friends in studio for music and he's a very interesting project about the Usher family and Mary Ann Carlin. That's on the boil and Jim will be telling us all about that. The wonderful Donal O'Connor, producer of Flat TV from Ravensdale is with us. You'll be hearing from him shortly. But first up today, early afternoon on Saturday last, a 93-year-old Donnie Lynch was tending his lovely garden in Blackrock Village just outside Dundalk. A man approached him and within minutes Donny was attacked and fighting for his life. Well-known former loud footballer and manager and prominent businessman Frank Lynch is Donny's brother and a little earlier today Frank told me about his older brother. Donny was always a very jovial man who loved to converse with everybody and anybody. He was the only member of our family who did not play football but I felt he knew an awful lot about it having watched the rest of us. There were ten of the family, three girls and seven boys. Donnie was the eldest of the family, the eldest of the boys, I should say. He, he, he loved entertainment, there's no question about that, but he also was a daily mass goer. And um, above all, he was far more religious than the rest of us, let's put it that way. He just liked a bit of banter and all that to him, but he worked hard all his life. He was a very hard worker. And he was in the GNR for years up till it closed in 1957, and thereafter he worked for a while in DW and places like that, and uh, retired later on. He was married to a girl from Belfast called Kathleen Wisely, whose um, uncle was Father Wisely and whose cousins were the two father toners from Belfast. So maybe that's where he got his extra bit of religion, I suppose, you know. He was uh, very well liked in, in Black Rock, 
And as I said, he was a daily mass goer. He was very close to the present uh, curate there, Father White, and he always came up to him for a chat nearly every other day. And it was a coincidence that on the day in question, he arrived up to see him only to find that he had had to anoint him. The incident was after happening as it were. That was his life, and they, he reared four of the family, like Geraldine and the three by Fintan, Fergal and Dona, and all of them participated in football too. They were really always occupied to good effect, let's put it that way. He has a lovely house, and he's a fantastic gardener. He has won several prizes uh, over the years in this, um, and I think he was preparing for the one coming up shortly around the 15th of August, and he was attentive to the garden at all times, and he had, that, that, that was his hobby, in fact, and he was, um, he's a, he has a lovely garden, and uh, he was watering the flowers when this incident apparently happened as well. That's as much as I know, you know. He, he was a very open man, as you said. He loved to talk to people. He wouldn't oh, have, yeah. you know, he wouldn't have suspected anything. This person came to him looking for a drink of water. Came to him looking for a drink of water. That's my information. That was the information he got looking for a drink of water. And, uh, he wasn't satisfied with the drink of water. He wanted money. And that's when it followed on, when uh, he realised that he was onto something Difficult, and uh, he called out to his wife uh, to go for the guards. And when that happened, that happened. She she acted very quickly and probably saved both of their lives. In fact, the way she acted, and they got the guards got onto the guards quickly. Got to the family as well. Members of the family whom she had numbers for and that type of thing. And the, the response was very good from her point of view. She was absolutely tremendous at the time. But unfortunately, he he had he was after being stabbed a few times and lost a lot of blood, and he was in very dangerous situation at that time. Uh, until the paramedics were quickly on the scene, and so were the the guards. So that prevented a more serious situation, possibly. Now he's in Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital and he's been cared for there and he's in a serious enough condition but he's stable, Frank, at this stage. Yes, we understand he is stable and uh, he, he's doing fairly well. And uh, But we'll just have to wait for a period of time to see how he gets on. But he's a very strong man, he was always a very strong man. He worked hard all his life and uh, he never drank or he never smoked. And that was a big help to him, undoubtedly. And uh, he, um, please God, he, he, he'll recover totally, but he must have a terrible effect on him at the same time, you know, and particularly his wife, too, had to withstand an awful lot of the, the trauma at the time. It's something in the golden years of your life you just don't expect to happen to you, and we're, we're glad to hear that he is uh, on the road to recovery. Did you hear, Frank, that he had a very special visitor in the hospital yesterday to coincide with the launch of the FLA and Drahana? So I noticed I saw President um, Michael Regan came to see him when he heard, of course, who he was and what age he was and all the rest of it. It was very nice of him to pay him a visit, you know, and uh, I'm sure he was very pleased with that. 
Oh, I'm sure so. And it was a lovely touch by the President to do that uh, yesterday. Anyway, Frank, thank you for joining us. Um, I understand it's a traumatic time for yourself and your family and all the extended family. But thank you for taking time to talk to us today. We wish him well. And please, God, he'll be back hale and hearty in that garden and uh, ready to win more prizes in the years ahead. Please, God. Thanks very much, Jerry. Yes, Frank Lynch talking to me about his brother, Donnie, there. When you just think about that, you are in your garden and I, I'm a gardener myself as you know and you're minding your own business and you love your garden and you've lived over 90 years and lived well and right and then a person comes into your life and tumbles it on its head completely but with violence with shocking violence as well you despair at times wouldn't you thinking about this country and, and, and where we're going to and what's happening and for people of an age you know the fear that that can instill in people in their homes but look Thank God Donnie is being cared for well. He will make a full recovery and get back home. And these incidents, though we hear about them a lot, are isolated incidents that happened, uh, we have to say as well. But we think of him and his family today and wish him well. And uh, just, it's a warning to everybody as well. You know, on face value, be very careful. You cannot be too careful. We just say that this afternoon on Late Lunch. The FLA, yes, it's the second year of the FLA in Drogheda and it kicked off in style yesterday and it promises to be another memorable week which will be available worldwide on TG Car and FLA TV which airs from Thursday to Sunday coming from half eight to half past eleven nightly. Its musical director is Donal O'Connor, one of Ireland's leading musicians, presenters, producers. He hails from Ravensdale in Dundalk. He's in the hot seat on late lunch today and he's joined by another man involved with FLA TV, Jack Warnock. You're both very Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank Thanks you for joining very me. Donald, it's great to have you here. It's great to have a loud man in studio and the fla in County Loud this time as well. Well, back for the second year, bigger, better than before. Yeah, I think so. And and I have to say, personally, I'm very, very proud that it's in Loud, uh, that, that the country um, gets to see uh, that, that there's a spotlight shone on the, the tradition of music and song and dance that has been here uh, for, for, for a long, long time uh, and that we're showcasing that to the rest of the country. So it's great as a Louthman uh, to be involved in, in Flat TV. Uh, it's great to be in Drogheda. It's great to spend time uh, at home in, in my own home county uh, and to, to see all the wonders that Drogheda and County Louth have to offer. Vithu a kind gaelga a couple of nomad Okay. ago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Irish is your native language you were brought up speaking Irish in North Louth we were brought up speaking Irish at home and uh, my mother's side of the family the Munchery Ulachan or the O'Hulachans would be very well known in the, in the, in the north of the county uh, for being involved in, in the Irish language for, for, for many generations uh, and involved in, in teaching uh, in the Gael Skull uh, or Skull Creasery as it was when we attended it and when my mother and my aunt Padrigan were teachers there and, and uh, at the start of it uh, or Gael Skull Dunjalgan as it's now known um, and my uncles all taught in the Christian Brothers and Dundalk and, and so the, there's been a very strong uh, Irish language and music uh, connection so I, I'm very fortunate to have had uh, Irish and song uh, on one side of the family and instrumental music uh, traditional music on the other side of the family with the O'Connors uh, in Dundalk and my grandmother Rose O'Connor taught many hundreds if not thousands uh, of fiddlers uh, in the county and, and further uh, from her from her two up two down in Patrick Street uh, in Dundalk so yeah very very fortunate to have all of that on both sides Well you know the saying he didn't lick it off the ground I think you had the epitome or you just summed that saying up because you couldn't but be anything else but immersed in this you know when you speak the language and it's a beautiful beautiful language um, 
you know, when you think of this country, and we're quite a young nation still from our birth, uh, you know, in the early 1900s, did we miss an opportunity then to, you know, instill the language more deeply with the people? Absolutely, yeah, and it's it's one of our great... Um I suppose it's a great pity uh, that we there there isn't more um, sort of mainstream, uh, should I say, love of the language and use of the language, and it's something that those of us who do speak it. I mean, I'm, I'm raising my own three children uh, through the medium of Irish, and they go to a Gaelic school, and uh, you know, I think that that's a, a part of the education sector that's growing. Uh, I think there's been a few hang-ups post the formation of the state and how Irish was was approached and taught. Uh, but you know, as you say, we're a young country, uh, and we can learn from those mistakes and 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 rectify it. And I think there's great things happening out the Irish language. It's it's seen by the new generation uh, as fun, uh, as exciting, uh, as something to have. It's it's a great badge of honour now for the younger generation to have. Uh, and I know anybody that has uh, has Irish language. Uh, it's it's you know we're we're a time now where I suppose in the past, growing up uh, in uh, Ravensdale, speaking Irish, it wasn't all that cool. Uh, as a kid and you probably just kept it indoors kept it with the family and all that kind of stuff or, or, or at the Gale School but now I see kids walking the streets of Drogheda during Flaghole conversing in Irish to each other to their parents uh, going into shops uh, and it's something like you, it's it's seeping into the mainstream more and more now I know I live in Belfast now but I walk into the centre of Belfast to do shopping and I meet shopkeepers uh, shop assistants uh, publicans uh, bookmakers, not that I bet any of that kind of stuff, but they're all they're all they're all uh, they're all happy to chat to you in Irish if they know that you have it. I hope you're more successful betting three Gaelga than three Berla, because I know too well, many of them have lost their shirts. Nivin and Burio ach egin bugi Jersey. You know, I'm sitting here at my age thinking that I'd love to go back and rush up on it because it it, it is beautiful. And, and you know, another instance you talk about speaking the Irish. We ever in a chipper, and you know when the Italians start speaking in yes. the in the lingo to each other, and if you've a few words of Irish started with somebody and they look at you and think what's going on and you think well we can do it too well there's an intrigue there I suppose and you know it's it's, as you say it's what we feel but I suppose in terms of brushing up or going back and topping up this week is a wonderful opportunity Flakeol Nahern Seacht and the Gaelga is is Larnach in the story of Flakeol Nahern and there's so many events and opportunities to dip your toe in to sit in in, in, during an event that's run completely in the medium of Irish and pick up the few words that you you had before a bit like riding a bike you know you never forget it (laughs) Uh, so you know this is a great opportunity for if anybody does feel that out there, this is the week. Now, music, talk, dance, performance, all involved here. And of course, we have to say about the flat, the competitions are sure. the big thing from all the people coming from all over the world. Flat TV, yes, you're an integral part of this again this year. It was such a wonderful success last year. Yeah, it has been. Uh, I suppose this is our seventh year. Yeah. So uh, still a kind of a young mm. uh, model. Uh, the flat on the heron has been going since 19. 19- uh, 50, 51 uh, and so um, the the flat TV is, I think is a great addition and is a showcase for much of what's happening uh, during the flat but also um, I think for many years bands and main the mainline traditional performers weren't at the flat on the Hearn they were gigging in America or the UK or Australia or France uh, and so now the flat has has provided a platform uh, as has flat TV for these for our very, very best performers in traditional music, song and dance to be here at Flack Only Heron in Drogheda. Uh, and we have uh, an incredible lineup uh, of, of said musicians uh, that will appear on the show during during the week, starting on Thursday night at 8.30 uh, on TG Cahar. 
And so we have a host of musicians. You know, I, there's a list, give us a few, list throw out a few names. Here. I see you've well, list in front of you. I'll yeah, pick well, a couple I of them. I mean, there. I suppose as lo- alongside the, you know, the, the huge names that we have, like Sharon Shannon, Cherish the Ladies, Four Men and a Dog, uh, Hot House Flowers, uh, Cheda, Frankie Gavin. Uh, we have uh, more some local heroes uh, as well, which and and as I say, from being from Louth, it's it's of great pride to me to be able to sp- shine that spotlight and people uh, such as Stevie Dunn from Claherhead, great banjo player, uh, Zoe Conway and John McIntyre, oh, yes, uh, who'll be performing with John Sheehan. Um, we also have Kern Drahada Band, uh, who are making great strides uh, in the world of traditional music, uh, and uh, then on Sunday night. Uh, at, uh, from between half past eight and half eleven on TG Cahar, uh we have a good flavour of County Louth uh, influenced bands such as Gutcha, uh, which is led by Anya McGinney, the great fiddle player from Dundalk. Uh, we have uh, Zoe Conway and John McIntyre again with, with a string quartet uh, or quintet, I should say. We have the Nos New Orchestra who who. Um, performed the opening of the show last year and they're a, a collaboration between Cold Estoon Jalgen uh, and uh, the Music Generation Scheme so they bring traditional and classical musicians together in a great uh, wonderful, yeah, a great wonderful. collaboration and so they've we've worked with them two years running now to create uh, like a promo uh, pre-record video for Flat yeah. TV and, and you've only touched there because there's Absolutely. many many more besides and we could be listing them off here all day but may I say last year the work that went in, you know, there's months of work goes in here. You probably finished last year and ran planning for this year again. Sure. The images you portrayed from right round County Louth and me, mm-hmm. those backdrops, uh, the the live features as well, yeah. out and about, being from the town myself to see them. My, I, I just never realised... Look where I live. Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, there's so much for us to be proud of. Yes. And sometimes it takes for an outsider to come in and point it out to you in many ways. But Hector, one of our presenters, like me, was born in Drada and so thrilled to be back on the streets of Drada. <laughs> and like when I walk up the street with Hector, he can't go five yards without people stopping yeah. him, having the crack. And he's very proud of the North East, uh, being a Meath man himself, of course. But he, he he's very proud of this part of the world uh, and he's great great at promoting it. He certainly is. Now we're going to take a short break on late lunch but you're going to play for us Donald. We yeah. couldn't have you here today but let's take the break first. <laughs> Jack Warnock is with you as well and the boys are tuned up and ready to go here. Stay with us on late lunch. Are you ready for some lovely music? Irish music, traditional. Donald O'Connor is with us on late lunch and he's going to be accompanied now by Jack Warnock. Donald, what are you going to uh, entertain us with this well, afternoon? Well I think we're going to try um, seeing as we're in Louth and the Flas in Louth uh, it would be remiss of me not to play a piece from this part of the world and I've been working uh, through an old collection of music from uh, a place called Dunguli up in the very north of the county uh, and it was collected by a man called Patrick McGahan and he began his collecting in 1817 and so there's this little pocket book that he carried around in his fiddle case uh, and collected the local tunes and this is one of the pieces that's in that and uh, it's a piece called The, the Humours of Glynn or Glen. Uh, and I roped Jack into playing along with me. This <laughs> Little did he know, I said to him, come on, we'll go up to LMFM. Have you got the guitar in the car? <laughs> and in, in the reception, we ran this to see if it well, would work. I'm going to tell you, they were out here in reception. I did walk, you'll verify this, I came yes. down the stairs and I stopped and I just couldn't move because it was so, so beautiful. And they're going to do it here again for us now. Away you go. The so name we'll, again is? We'll try the humours of Glen, and then we'll go to two reels. Uh, the first is, is a tune called The Flooded Road to Glenties. Mm-hmm. We were just speaking about Donegal there during the break. And uh, the second tune is one that I composed with a great piper from Belfast called John McSherry uh, and it's called uh, Little Italy so we'll give these a lash Donald O'Connor and Jack Warnock
Gahana, why are fod? Go gorgeous. Go hauling, go hauling. Oh my word, isn't that just something else? I'm just abandoning my uh, position here as presenter of Late Lunch and I'm heading for the heart of Drada <laughs> for every day this week. Wouldn't it just want you to get up and get going and make you. What is it about it, Donald? Is it is it in the Irish makeup, or or, or do you get this from other people and other nationalities? Yeah, you do, yeah. But I think in terms of our music and in terms of our you know our, our culture, I think it's something that brings great joy to people. You know, I think it, it elicits some kind of an emotion in people, which is which is hard to explain. You know, I don't know if it's a combination of you know the, our, our gift of the gab, which we have, and uh, mixed with you know the rich heritage and tradition of of the ancient songs and melodies. Uh, that we have but when you bring it anywhere in the world people react in a way that is you know it's exciting and it's thrilling and, and so to have our own people recognise that you know I've been touring around the world since I was in my mid to late teens uh, and to see our own people in our own our own country now finally sort of really t- embracing it and running with it and, and TG Carr have done incredible work uh, over the years in promoting traditional music and deserve you know huge accolades for that and all of our media and all of our broadcasters now who uh, shine a spotlight on, on, on the beauty and the, and the, the the grandeur of our great music. Yeah, is there anything like the fiddle? <laughs> well, really, on the we violin. No we had no choice in our family now but to play the fiddle with <laughs> the, the, the the history of fiddling at, at home. Oh. You know, so but I, I I think it's probably one of the more expressive. Uh, of the traditional of, of the certainly is. no disrespect to Jack sitting beside you there Jack <laughs> oh, Warnock who was absolutely marvellous there yeah, genius yeah. on the guitar as well I should well. say that Jack you know Jack works with us on the Flat TV production but he's an incredible musician and singer in his own right and he's he's been awarded uh, the Arts Council of Northern Ireland's Young uh, musician platform recently so he's very well recognised congratulations Jack to you congratulations to you that's a, a real big accolade it, it really is but it does get you I just feel that when you're playing there you want to get up and buckle up around the place don't you really yeah. you do and we want to say this is happening all over yeah, for the next week absolutely. everywhere I mean there are concerts uh, throughout the week you know uh, there are concerts during the day lunchtime uh, Munchless concerts which are you know a promotion of the family uh, and the tradition of, of traditional music in families is very very strong here in Loud so you know there are, there are the, o- the O'Briens uh, there are the um, McGowan's uh, you know and, and you mentioned earlier about you know Jim McCardle and the great work he's done with yes. the uh, uh, the Usher family and Mary Ann Carlin. I mean, that, in many ways, that's where much of it started. And Sean Corcoran's collection of of, of said music, uh, you know, inspired many great singers in this country uh, and bands. Uh, and you know, from here have come uh, singers such as the Voice Squad. You know, a great singing tradition here in Drogheda. Of course, Jerry Cullen, Jerry Cullen, Fran McPhail, and 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 the McPhail family. Shawnee, yeah. who played with my own parents. And Callery is the is the other lad. Phil Callery, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, their connection with the singers of of uh, of the English singers such as the Copper family uh, created a tradition in itself of this polyphonic three part harmony singing that doesn't exist in other parts of the country. You know, so Drogheda should be very proud of that. Yeah, and that's the thing we we want to say. You know, the flat coming east was a break. With tradition, really, to take it for the first time to the, east, to the East Coast. Massive success and sure to be again this year. But it does highlight that you might have been little pockets here and there, but you're very important pockets. Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the things about a flag coming to somewhere like Drogheda, uh, as opposed to, say, the more traditional. Uh, west of Ireland flat towns such as Sligo and Ennis is that the legacy it leaves somewhere like Drogheda is vitally important it's hugely mm. important and the spin off from the you, people in Drogheda would have seen it even for the last year post the flat music in the bars more concerts more kids turning up at cultist lessons and at individual private uh, tra- traditional music lessons more audiences attending traditional music concerts in, in the Drogheda Arts Centre or in the Highlands Gallery or in many of the great venues here in, in, in the town that are promoting music traditional music all year round so the legacy it leaves uh, an east coast town like Drogheda 
uh, is invaluable, I think. It certainly is. And your family have been a big part of this for generations, and it's a special time, I know, for you all. Thank you for coming to Late Lunch today to play for for us. And I remind people again, Flat TV, from Thursday right through to Sunday, 8.30 to 11.30 each evening, and a stellar lineup guaranteed. Yeah, and it's uh, not only is it on... TG Car on, on, on television but it's also available on tgcar.tv online and it's it's uh, free to view all around the world so let your family Tell friends, them. relatives let them know they can tune in Do. and see the best of Drogheda and the best of traditional music and be part of it as well for the moment Donal O'Connor thank you so much for dropping in and Jack Warnock good luck to you all with Flat TV Gormagan, in Jack. the week ahead thank you Gormagan. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. The elegant, classy and agile Renault Megane Hot Hatch is fantastic with a chassis tuned for thrills. What are you waiting for? Drop in to Blackstone Motors and test drive a 192 Megane Hatch, Sports Tourer or Grand Coupe Toda. Yes, he was mentioned a few moments ago by Don O'Connor on the show and he, wi- he is with us this afternoon. I'm delighted to welcome back to Late Lunch. He's been here on a number of occasions over the years, Jim McArdle, and he's joined today by Mick Don. Gentlemen, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Jim, the Fla in Drogheda, year two. Did you ever believe in your lifetime when you're blowing Cabris with short pants on you in the 60s with Kathleen that this would happen? No, to tell you the truth, no, no, didn't. But uh, having um, having been through what happened last year, it is a wonderful week. And I think um, all we should think of as Drawda people is to take the chance to listen to this. And this is our music. This is our country's music. Uh, this is our country's language. And just listen to this and remember it, you know, because it's everything that's happening this week is, is going to be memorable. And we really have to, as a, as a community in Drawda, embrace our own music when you go back to those early days when you, when you were starting out how were you introduced to traditional and folk music uh, well I, I i well i don't want to really tell say that the year jerry because people know what age i am anyway look um <laughs> i i i left school without learning anything and then i started my education in carberries and uh, uh in 1970 Myself and the late Brian Lee and Jerry Cullen uh, recorded as a group called Ragged But Right, an old-time country song called You Are My Flower, a Carter family song. And from that on, we were educated in country music and blues music. And then after a couple of years, I said to myself, OK, right, that's fine, because there was very little traditional music in the town, music from the town, indigenous music. I, I asked Kathleen, and she said, go out there to the Hill of Rath and up on the left-hand side and asked for Mary Ann Carlin because Kathleen's, the Maguires, used to live up there beside him on the Hill of Rath. And uh, I went out there one day in 1975 and my life has been the same since. <laughs> that was a seminal visit to that house. It, 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 it was. Sorry, two, two seminal moments in my life. One is hearing Woody Guthrie on the radio and the second one is meeting Mary Ann Carlin. And we're going to talk about Mary Ann Carlin and a project that you've been working on that has come to fruition a little bit later on in the show. But come back to Kathleen Banny Carberry. She was, it's fair to say, part of that revival that happened beyond the 60s. Yes, and I think it was called at the time the folk revival, or some people called it the folk scare, you know, in case too many people became involved in it and made a... Made a <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, but but certainly Kathleen was great. She had wonderful tastes, and it's not even tastes in Irish music, traditional music, Irish language, 
blues and it, it was she appreciated everybody what they brought to the table and she appreciated everyone in terms of speaking the language in, in terms of the kind of you know poetry whatever it was she just uh, recognised everybody anybody sitting along that bar as an individual had something to contribute as opposed to musicians coming in and slobbering all over the place and driving half the customers out <laughs> well we've done that a couple of times you know. I'm sure yeah <laughs> as, as well but I think she, un- she understood I suppose from my point of view yeah. well not speaking fully personally but she understood the selfishness of musicians you know who mm. demand free drink at the right time who demand a, a, a rapt audience you know even though they're, they're at, in Slobber City themselves <laughs> you know what I mean and, but she understood and like we had great wonderful musicians who would have come down and been, she'd ring so and so's here and he's, stay, he's staying the weekend why was he staying the weekend because he was falling he was, he was going to sleep on, on, on the bench in the, in the, in the bar and we, she'd give us a shout when, when he was waking up she'd send him brought him down breakfast and then he'd be starting to play now in about an hour you know and that, 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 that was the way she fostered music it wasn't oh this is a person who's a drunk you know can't I have that yes know? anyway but I suppose from the point of view um, 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 Kathleen's relation becoming relationship with with music, with uh, the, um, the Cayley band that was was called after her uncle Dominic Maguire, uh, that Pat Usher, Mary Ann Caron's brother, had played in. Mick Campbell from from Scarlet Street played in. A few draw the players in it, you know. And uh, it was great to hear the names of people like that. But then to actually go out and meet Pat Usher and that, you know, it was just. Mm. Uh, and I suppose the thing about it was, Cherry, it was not just because, like, and uh, this is me, me speaking quite honestly. The, the 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 kind of the dirges that you'd hear on the radio of the time with with Sean Arita and this uh, Misha era and all that kind of music it just made me just t- turn the radio off. But to hear something that was loud music, you know, that was different and that was brilliant. You know what I mean? It just it just changed. You know what I yes. mean? Change your your attitude to it. Mary Ann Carlin, you mentioned there the ushers. Joe Ryan from Julianstown, another close associate of yours. Yes, Joe. Joe was was I won't say um, an odd man, but Joe is a singular musician. You know what I mean. And Joe, um, Joe worked in, as you probably know, worked in Harry Allen's. Joe's Joe's first trade was a wheelwright, and he he started off and ended time in making wheels and carts. He uh, um, then worked in Dublin for a while before he worked on the building of Crumlin Hospital. He was he was a second second fixed carpenter on Crumlin Hospital, and then the whole site closed down, and he went over to London, and he spent twenty years or so there, and then came back to Julianstown, where his brother Jim had got a land commission farm, because the, the, the old folk, the old place down in uh, Ina, which was called Skach, and all there was down in, in the, when we went there was a big Skach, you know, and uh, uh, but Joe then bunked in with Jim and played. Three nights a week in 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 O'Donoghue's and Cable Street with John, John um, Kelly, and that was one of the longest running partnerships in traditional music. And I think Joe, they, they also had the, the distinction of being one of the first groups of people to actually play music in an Irish pub because in, in the before the sixties there was no there was no such thing. Mm. You know, people were playing in houses. You know, yes, which and which was the older music. Okay. You have a little concertina. Is that what you have there in front of you? Is it? What, what, describe uh, that Ma- musical Mary instrument. Mary Ann Carlin used to call it the constant squealer. <laughs> <laughs> and Mick Dunn is here with you on the banjo as well, and you're going to perform for us now. What are you going to play? Well, I don't think we're, we're, we, uh, we're, we're not going to play uh, very fast tunes because 
um, it's a bit early in the day. Okay. I'm going to play a tune actually, which I learned from John Johnny Gray's father, John Gray. It's called the Draw the Lasses appropriately. Okay. Beautiful, lovely little tune. Isn't it funny? A little bit earlier on with Donald, we had the uh, the fiddle and the guitar, and here we have the banjo and the concertina yeah. combined. And a lovely combination, Jim, may I say yes, it yeah, is. Yeah. Well, it's all about... Uh, myself and Mick recorded an album that we made a couple of years ago called Man Am I Like To Be Tossing Your Hay with Ailish Quinn, who unfortunately can't be here this week. It's really... I'm, yes. I'm, uh, I'm really uh, wish her well. She, she, I think she's she's getting some medical procedure done. Yeah, she was here with us on late lunch about a yeah, month or yeah, more yeah, ago yeah, with, with the village with, folk. With the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was over and, and she was joining us yeah, then, and yeah. she wasn't too sure yeah, about yeah, this yeah. time. But we wish her well we and say, do, say he- hello to her today. Yeah. When I think back to my growing up in the seventies uh, and eighties, I remember failing at Bonia well yes. and uh, all that went on round yeah. that. That was another significant time for this music. It certainly was, and I suppose it coincided with the time where Mary Ann Carolyn... I suppose, really, I should pay tribute to Sean Corcoran, who was the first guy who actually uh, went out to Mary Ann Carolyn to... In fact, but Sean, like myself, asked Miss Carby, did, you know, did, you, did, he know, did she know any traditional singers or players? And pointed, he actually pointed out to Pat Usher, his house in Tenure, where, where Marianne's Karen's father was from, and Pat Usher sent him up to. Oh, my sister, much better singer, and he sent her up to the right to, to Marianne. But um, Sean had had blazed a trail to, to, to a certain extent, and then Sean, being a very quite popular singer, and that, and he knew everybody who had collected a lot of music, and the the early fail in the bonus were just amazing in relation to the number of living pe- people singer who are long long gone. Now there's only a few of us left. As as uh, as your man Johnny thinks every time we meet him, there's only a few of us left. <laughs> I says, keep it, keep it to yourself. Uh, um, but anyway, we had f- f- very famous singers like Eddie Butcher and um, Joe Holmes, uh, Nicholas Tobin, uh, Darko Cahan, you know, people who are legends of who mm. just were happened to be and and actually centre stage and all that was Mary Ann Carolyn and yeah. Pat Usher and Petey Curran. Mm. Uh, Mary Ann, her brother Pap, Pap is called, 
and uh, Petey, who was our cousin, who who uh, was a piper, a war piper. Yes. Oh, very interesting uh, events they were at that time, and big and huge, and brought a lot of people to the town. I remember Andy Irvine being there with uh, Paul, Paul Brady, Brady and right, those yeah. guys yeah. as well were all involved yeah. in it. The name of the new album is Traditional Music and Song from the Usher Family from Tenure. It's a three CD set, Jim, is it? Three CDs, yes, Jerry. Um, it is three hours of of uh, music. Um, and uh, it comes from two sources, one from RTE Archives and the second one from an English record company called Topic, who recorded Mary Ann and her family extensively in, in 1973. They, were, they, were, had, they, they projected a five-album series on their, on their music. They felt it was so good. So we have RTE and Topic Records to thank for this, this wonderful for this, And this is original stuff, recordings yeah. of these Field people recording, yes, being yes. brought back to life. And I just want to tell you that the, the launch is happening. Jim is giving a talk this Wednesday at Drogheda Library, 2 o'clock this Wednesday afternoon. So interesting. Get along to the library. And the launch of the album is just up the hill at the Boomerang Cafe, 4 o'clock refreshments afterwards, I'm sure, as well. You know the usual with a oh, music well, launch. You know yeah. yourself. You know yourself, Tarks, Jim. Tarks is, only a, Tarks is only up the road. Slug a drink away. <laughs> so we're going to hear now a track. Just introduce this track, please. Yes, um, Mary Ann Carlin had loads of songs, and I suppose me not being blessed with a, a great voice like uh, some of the wonderful company singers, like like her her grandson Stuart Carlin, like Jerry Cullen, uh, I choose to sing Marianne Carlin song, some Marianne Carlin with, with accompaniment and this is, comes from an, um, an album I made last year called Much Blind and Down I can't think of the, what the The Mash much, oh, oh The Mash oh sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway it's called it's, it's, it's a version of a, a great old song called Love is Teasing She loved me dearly Until one night when she came in She took a chair and sat down beside me It's then I knew our love was at an end Oh, love is teasing and love is pleasing Love's a pleasure It's that time of the year Your vacation is coming up You can already hear the beach waves Feel the warm breeze Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. When first is new, as it grows older, it turns colder. It fades away like the morning dew. I left me father, I left me mother, left me sisters and brothers too. Left all me friends and me kind relations Left them all far to follow you Oh, love is teasing and love is pleasing Love's a pleasure when first is new As it grows older, it turns colder It fades away like the morning dew The sweetest apples, the soonest rotten The hottest love is the soonest cold What can't be cured, love, must be endured, love My own true love I will ne'er behold Oh, love is teasing and love is pleasing Love's a pleasure when first is new As it grows older, it turns colder It fades away like the morning dew I wish me father had never whistled Wish me mother had never sung Wish the cradle had never rocked me I wish I had died love when I was young Oh, love is teasing and love is pleasing Love's a pleasure when first is new As it grows older, it turns colder It fades away like the morning dew Yes, that's a track uh, from the new album Traditional Music and Song from the Usher family from Tenure. And we're talking about it today uh, with the wonderful Jim McCardle and Mick Dunn is here with us as well to play. Jim, just tell us more about the, the, the story behind that song. That was Mary Ann, that was her song. Well, she had, um, she had a couple of verses, uh, in particular that one, he took a chair and sat down beside me and then I knew my love was at an end, which is a great line. But she... I think, and then she had, if you like, the standard verses say that uh, that the Clancy Brothers, the Dubliners, would have sung. But then I just found another few. Ver- I, I I applied to Google and I, they allowed me to, to download to download. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, but Google you know. is magic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Anything anyway, you want. But I suppose it, it is just it's just an indication of the type of song she had. Yes. She had seventy to a hundred songs. Unbelievable. Yeah. But isn't it marvellous that this project has come to fruition? You must be so pleased because this is now preserved for posterity and made available right around well, the world. You should have seen me last last week. I, I was I was I was a rec, rec, uh, due to executive stress. <laughs> but I'm I'm fine now. <laughs> You're not known for executive stress. So when Jim well, McCarroll says <laughs> he was suffering from it, it must have been a torture, all right. <laughs> but look, you have it, and 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 it's there now. And again, I want to remind people: draw the library. Jim is giving a talk this Wednesday, and I know there's lots of people off on holidays for the week. Here's a lovely one to go to: draw the library, two o'clock on Wednesday, and then the album launch up the hill in the Boomerang, and who knows where besides that on Wednesday into Thursday into Friday. You know yourself. That's a tradition from Carberry's, isn't it? You were right, mentioning right, time. Yeah. Time didn't mean anything, no, did it? No, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. Yeah. 
and uh, you just kept going on. And if, if 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 Kathleen saw you were keeping going, you wouldn't be stopped. That's it. I won't say not like now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there'll be no Cunis for this week in Drogheda. Let me say there'll be Cunis all right when mm. the musicians are playing, but there's going to be some crack altogether. Will you finish out with another one first? Would you? you because it's yeah, uh, we will. We will and. Um, we're going to actually to play a couple of mid-loud tunes. Now, this is going a bit far from Drada, but uh, there were two <laughs> great musicians of, uh, called McCardle, uh, Tommy and Peter McCardle, and uh, from mid-loud, and whom I recorded quite a bit of. And this, this, these are songs or tunes that, that would have been played for the set by, and we call them Peter McCardles. OK, away you go, boys.
the music of the McArdles from Midloud, played today on the concertina by Jim McArdle and accompanied by the brilliant Mick Dunn on banjo. Absolutely marvellous, boys. They want to know where would they get the album? What's the best way to get hold of this album, Jim? They get it at the album launch. It's available from me. From the man himself. That's it. It's as simple Draw as the that. Library. Draw the library on Wednesday from 2 o'clock or afterwards at the Boomerang Cafe on Fair Street from 4 o'clock as well for the official launch. It'll be there. It's marvellous. Congratulations to you, Jim. You've done a wonderful, wonderful job. And thank you so much, Mick Dunn. Lovely to have you. you with us on Late Lunch this afternoon. And again, another taste of the FLA. FLA TV. It's FLA Late Lunch all this week. Coming next on the show, for gardeners out there, she's been away for a while. She's back today. Tunnel to Table with Nikki Kyle. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. The Renault Capture comes with a five-star safety rating and is an ideal compact SUV with lots of space for the family. Pick up your 192 Capture at Blackstone Motors this August. See blackstonemotors.ie. I'm sure you're wondering where this beautiful voice has been on Late Lunch for quite some time. Yes, I am back in the Knoll with Nikki Kyle at her wonderful home. And it is tunnel to table. Yes, we've been missing for a number of months. And there's a very good reason, young woman. Uh, well, yes, sadly, um, I took multitasking to the extreme. I was rushing around a bit too much, slipped in the mud um, the day before St. Patrick's Day and uh, broke my ankle very badly, fractured it in, in two places. And I was very lucky not to need surgery. But it's taken four months nearly to actually get right. And I've only been walking for about four weeks, you know, but I'm still on my roller, which is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> my wheels, because I can get my secateurs and a barrel of compost and a whole load of things if I get tired I can sit on the seat it's fantastic and luckily it's got brakes otherwise my son said no you mum you'd go far too fast <laughs> but I'm still on sticks a bit but I'm, I'm managing and you know I, I just want to show people that you can keep going it doesn't matter what and you know what it's so good for your mental health it's so good for your mind to get out and even if you can only sit down and sow a few seeds into a pot of compost which you know maybe in two or three weeks you might be able to plant out it, it's just hope for the future and it's so positive i have to say you've done really well for somebody who's been incapacitated yes the tunnel is looking really well and what we'll do is now we'll make our way in well done to you we've got up this far so into the tunnel we go now and we'll have a look at how it's doing for nikki as we head towards the end of summer 2019 the perpetual strawberries they're looking really great on the bench here they're all looking good but unfortunately it's a bit like sort of snow white's apple that some of them aren't very tasty i've got about four or five different varieties here just trying to trial some new ones because there's lots of new ones around now but very few of them actually have much flavour so again varieties there just to remind us if you're going for perpetual your favourites oh well my favourite I think is Mara de Bois is actually lovely and it's the nearest thing to my old one which I brought from home with me which I've had for over 40 years sadly that isn't available anymore but Mara de Bois was a daughter of that variety and that's still available that actually Johnstown um garden centre have it right now uh, and is very good and that'll go on all summer and it's like a cross between an ordinary strawberry and an alpine strawberry and it has a fabulous flavour so I would say that's the best probably that's available right now perpetual strawberries they're a great idea they keep coming all year look at this I am distracted <laughs> by Look at the herbs on the bench here. What kind of basil is that small-leaved that one? That's Greek basil, and it's a Greek basil called Apollo. Just to p- pinch that, Jerry, and see what you think of it. The, the, the aroma is amazing. Let me have a go at it, because it's a tiny-leaved little one, and we'll take a little pinch off it here. And, 
Oh my word, doesn't that pack a punch for a tiny leaf? Isn't it? But you know the way you harvest that? You don't harvest individual leaves, obviously. Um, It actually looks like a box bush, a topiary box bush that's been clipped. And what you do is you just get the scissors and you just scissor off Put a plate or something underneath, uh, and uh, or a pot, and scissor off what you want, and just clip it like a box bush. Very handy, isn't it? it, it is Very neat. Amazing. And you could just—you don't have to do anything with it. You could just scatter it on salads, and it's delicious. It, it really is at least as good as the normal basil, and probably better. What else have you there, herbs-wise? Oh gosh, I've got lemon basil. I've got Budlia mint, blue African basil. Do you remember that uh, garlic we had um, last year? That Lautrec. I found the label this morning afterwards. Uh, and that's just finishing off ripening at the back there. I know, and you picked it up in... Um, Avoca. Avoca is right, yeah. and I saw it there myself. But I went with a couple of the varieties you've been recommending the yeah. last couple of years. And I have to say, I may give up in my uh, raised beds because they looked to be thriving until April came in. And I went out one day and I said, uh-uh, there's something wrong here. I'm dogged with that white rot. Beneath what? the bulb, all rotted oh, with this white Oh, well, if white it's onion mold. white rot, you yes. can't grow any of the onion family okay. there again. Okay. I don't know where you've brought it in. Mm. Probably, did you grow onion sets or anything? I did. Ah, well, that, I'm always telling people, don't buy onion sets. Grow onions from seed. Because they're much more likely, particularly if they're not organic. Um, you see, organic growers, no matter what they're growing, have to be very careful about rotations. Whereas somebody who's growing onion sets commercially um, really doesn't have to be. Uh, you know, and, and if they're not organic. Uh, and they could just keep growing onions on the same ground all the time uh, with the result that they get onion white rot very often. And that is the surest way to bring onion white rot into your plot. And it will be there for 20 years. And everywhere you walk on that soil, you will carry that somewhere else in your garden. So my option next year is to get uh, hot, compost pot. and pots. Yep. Yeah, grow them in. Yeah. But, uh, and what I do now when I get a new variety uh, of garlic, which is what I did with that last year, if you remember, I always start them off in pots or trays and see if they're looking healthy. And if they're fine and they grow on for a couple of months, then I plant them possibly in a bed. But, you know, they're fine in a tub and actually they're warmer in a tub and mm. better drained. Mm. So that's the key for you is just grow them in a tub from now on. OK, there you're hearing. If you have trouble with your garlic, that's what to do. Now move along. Look at a Tina here, the yellow courgette that you've been recommending to us for some time let me ask you about courgettes because i have four plants at home and i've loads in four they're prolific they produce a lot is it important to water them regularly Yes, it is. But when they need watering, I mean, people have this thing, oh, well, I'll water once a week or I'll water every two days. You water when the plant needs it, basically. Um, And how do you know that? Well, you need it if the soil is dry Mm. around them, basically. Um, And you you can see I've half mulched there. I haven't finished mulching. That actually is very good for them. It keeps the moisture in the soil. And particularly now getting, um, you know, when we get towards the end of August, you'll find the nights get cooler. And if they're dry at the roots, they're very inclined then to get a thing called powdery mildew. And people think this is an awful disease and you have to start spraying garlic or spraying milk and God knows what. And it's rubbish because the problem is it's a physiological problem. It's coming from the way they're growing. It's coming from the roots. So they must, you must keep the roots moist. You must keep the plants fed and keep them mulched. And that way they don't dry out at all. You have some crop of blackberries. You've allowed them to develop extensively there and the berries are ripe in them already. Oh gosh, we've been eating them for a month. They're absolutely amazing. That That's the, the hybrid that I gave you, Jerry, which took over your garden. I can't no, kill I it. To, no, I know. 
It's, I'm trying to kill it. It's unkillable. Just put it somewhere where it can't do any harm. And actually, it'll keep the burglars out. I mean, it's, mm. it's a vicious thing. It's a hybrid between Himalayan giant and the wild blackberry. Uh, my mother brought um, Himalayan giant when she came to live with us um, sort of 30 years ago. Um, and that's just, you know, the birds and the bees hybridized it and the birds dropped the seeds everywhere. And we've got that everywhere. And it grows about 30 feet a year. And it has snuck into the tunnel here over the winter uh, when I wasn't really looking. And then I broke my ankle and it's sort of left to do its thing. And it's a bit dangerous to have growing up along the side of a polytunnel with, with all those thorns. But as soon as it's finished fruiting, I'm afraid it's going to be chopped down. <laughs> I agree with you. What a deterrent for burglars in homes all around the northeast and beyond. Yes, get that blackberry, sow it and nobody will come into your place. Now, I know what this is. This is cobra. It is fabulous French bean and so quick. I mean, look at it. You know, I only sowed those about, gosh, five weeks ago, six weeks ago. I can't remember now and I, I forgot to label them. I'm not very organised this year. But they're, they're, you know, growing madly already and they're suddenly starting to climb. For a couple of weeks, they sort of thought, I wondered if I'd got the wrong variety because they didn't actually climb. Um, but I think it was the hot weather and now mm. they said, well, you know, perhaps you will. And they're producing wonderful beans already. And we've got little gem lettuce um, down the middle, which I forgot to to tell you about uh, and that is um, that we're eating some of that today mm. and basil and basil as well oh, yeah. lots and lots of basil yeah, lots there's a question I have for you and I want you to answer why do garden centres and garden shops have little baby lettuces and cabbages and everything in the spring of the year yeah. and when you go in this time of the year they have yeah. nothing no it's ridiculous I, I'm actually going to talk to one of the good garden centres about it because you know there are lots of vegetables that I could recommend that they could get a grower a supplier to actually grow in tra- because, you know, they seem to assume that no one's going to grow anything after sort of August. And it's mm. ridiculous because mm. particularly with Brexit coming down the line and everything else, we don't know what is going to hit us um, come the end of October. And really, if we've got anywhere to grow anything at all, it's a jolly good idea to sow a few seeds, to get a few plants. We'll sow seeds now because you won't be able to get lettuce plants or anything else. So yeah, um, if you look at my website, actually, com, there'll be lots of recommendations of what you can sow um, now in August to actually be eating at the end of October. Tomato plants and looking very healthy they are indeed, uh, sown straight into the border. Well they're a bit late actually but these particular plants are cuttings of the free plants I got from the Botanic Gardens. Actually a couple of days before I broke my ankle I'll keep going on about it, luckily I got the plants and then when my daughter came over to help uh, a few weeks later we potted them on that they had seedlings a free seedling day from plants that they grew for um, the Tomato Festival last year. Now while I'm on the subject, the Tomato Festival this year is on the 17th of August, Saturday the 17th of August uh, and there's going to be lots of wonderful varieties there lots going on, lots of talks and things like that um and um you know it, it, it'll be fascinating i mean last year we got the world record we had two mm. was it 256 mm. varieties which mm. was amazing we're gonna beat it this year well, i had so. one variety in out of the 256 <laughs> i hope they might accept one from me this year again I'm but it's sure matthew jeb and the crew at the botanic garden yeah, the national botanic gardens yeah uh, and they're hosting the tomato festival i'm very little to do with it now i can just go and enjoy it now mm. um i mean i started the whole thing in 2012 and and it was a lot of hard 
work for a few years. And Jane Powers um, was amazing as well, the journalist helping. Um, and she did a huge amount of work for the last couple of years. And now we're relaxing and enjoying it. Absolutely. And we'll be up there on late lunch at the festival again this year, I can assure you. Now, Christmas spuds, I hear a rumour they're well underway here. Oh, yes, yes, they are. Look at them. Oh, yes, I see them there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've started some off. I'm, I, I'll do some every week or so now. Every couple of weeks, I'll put some more in. And as long as the frost doesn't get them, once we get through the sort of blight period, then, you know, we can go away. And, and as long as the frost doesn't get them they'll be covered with fleece and they can just grow all year round potatoes people don't realize that actually so if you're listening today and you think i'd like a few new spuds for my christmas dinner what should people do should they go to the supermarkets and buy a few of those salad potatoes if they haven't got seed uh, from potatoes they're digging at the moment well the, a lot of the garden centers now call um, are selling these things in packs called potatoes for christmas or christmas potatoes now duke of york is an excellent variety but there are this charlotte there's quite a few varieties the garden centers have now in these packs but you know failing that if they haven't saved any of their own which i do every year you can also go and get salad potatoes from the supermarket and you won't know whether they're early or second early or main crops this this is the only problem and you're really better off if you can to get some from garden centers in the packs because they're specifically they're not actually grown this year they're held over seed from early this year in refrigeration and those will really go away very fast we're at the table in the knoll and I can't wait to talk about this (laughs) because the first recipe today is caesar salad and we must talk about the dressing for a start. Now, you're a perfectionist, as I know, and you've been working at this for a long time, and this is a world exclusive. <laughs> Nikki Kyle just cracked this in the last 24 hours. Yeah, absolutely, because, you know, I wanted something that was really easy that I could throw into a blender the whole lot together, and that's it. Instead of spending hours half boiling an egg and taking out the soft yolk away from the white and drizzling in olive oil in a chefy way for about three quarters of an hour. I mean, I don't have time for that, and, and most normal people don't. You know, I want really good real food, but I want it fast. Uh, and so I had to sort of keep trying. And literally, I've been researching this for about three weeks because I knew I wanted you also to be able to taste my chicken. I'll just tell you what's in this. Natural yogurt, organic parmesan cheese, extra virgin olive oil, lemon juice, three anchovy fillets, Dijon mustard, two cloves of garlic, raw organic egg yolk. And that is it in a nutshell. That's all that's in this all together. You just throw it into the Nutribullet or your blender and that's it. Done. And it looks a little bit thin. And I only cracked this at five o'clock yesterday evening, Jerry. I thought, finally, I've got that flavour. Because I used to love to go, you know, years ago when I was still flying, before I decided I wouldn't fly anymore because I want to reduce my carbon footprint as much as possible. Um, I used to go to New York because I had friends over there. Um, and my treat there used to be go, to go to Saks Rooftop Restaurant and eat the smoked chicken Caesar salad. That was heavy. I would go there at least twice while I was there and long for it when I came home. But I could never make the the dressing because it was such a faff to make. And and nothing I ever tasted out of a bottle or even from recipe books tasted like theirs until this. Also then, the chicken. You have to talk to me about the chicken because these are your own chooks. The meat is very close-grained, and yet it's succulent. I mean, the meat we're eating today was eight months old. What little fat there were, was on any of them was actually bright orange 
from, from the vitamin A in the fat. I mean, incredibly nutritious meat. Nothing like any chicken you'll ever buy. Even organic chickens, I have to say. Because it's not just the breed. It, it's, you know, the way they're kept and the way I keep them. Well, I have tasted the chicken a moment ago, and I can say everything Nikki has said is so true. I have never tasted chicken like this. Now, it's gone into the Caesar. Then we have the bacon. Yeah, we've got Coolanole Farm bacon, um, which is actually available online. If you, they, they only come as far north as Clontarf, Red Stables Market, which I know a few listeners go to. Um, but they also sell meat online. They sell their bacon. Now, because I couldn't smoke the chicken, I thought I'd put smoked bacon lardons in the salad. I cooked the croutons in the fat that had rendered out of the, the bacon. And that's given the croutons a sort of smoky flavour. And that again is sourdough. Yeah, it's actually Thibaut Pena's um, sourdough from Tartine Bakery. Um, there's, he sells his stuff throughout Dublin, but I'm not sure if he's, he sells online. I don't think so. Mm. Um, but th- this is sourdough because basically I didn't have time um, to actually make a, a ciabatta. Grated Parmesan on the top. And of course, the grated Parmesan is also in the dressing. Here we go. This has taken more I time than I thought. you can see his face. That is special. Isn't it wonderful? I mean, I, I, I know I shouldn't say it about my own recipe, but it is sensational. It's beautiful. It has such a combination of flavours and it just does it. It really does. So it's incredibly easy Caesar salad dressing with our very own chicken, organic lardons of bacon as well, and of course the croutons and on the top. And the lettuce. The lettuce is very important. Your own lettuce from yeah. the tunnels as well. It is gorgeous. Recipe on NikkiKyleGardening.com. Check it out. Our second recipe, tomato salsa served with toasted garlic ciabatta or sourdough bread. Now, it's prepared here in the bowl beside us, one she's prepared earlier on. What's in the salsa? It's literally just any kind of a melange, if you like, a complete mixture of tomatoes. It looks like dolly mixtures, actually. Um, And I sort of start off with the cherry ones and uh, I tend to cut those into quarters and then I cut everything else to roughly the same size. um, So they all mix together and just drizzle a bit of olive oil on. You don't want it too runny, you know, or it'll turn into soup. But then it's still lovely as soup, actually. It's like gazpacho then. Um, And a little bit of salt and a little bit of freshly ground black pepper. Uh, and then I chop up basil um, just you know mince it up or chop it up uh, and put that in as well and really it's all to taste you know if you need a little bit more salt put a bit more in it doesn't really need a lot uh, because the salt draws a lot of the moisture out of the tomatoes but it all melds together and it makes this wonderful sort of you know it, it's probably make it about half an hour at least before you want it because the flavors start to, to pull together the Bread has just come out of the toaster. It's hot here sitting on the plates. You're rubbing this with garlic. There is no garlic in the salsa itself or no garlic, whole garlic put onto the bread. No, you cut a large juicy fat garlic clove in half and you toast the bread until it's really, really crispy but not burnt because you'll get bitterness from burnt toast. And then just rub the cut side of the garlic clove on the toast, the crispy toast, while it's still hot and then pile the salsa onto the bread, onto the toast. The salsa. How long will it store for? Well, I'll tell you one thing. If I was in this house, it wouldn't <laughs> store for an hour. It'd be all gone. But seriously, if you make a batch of it, can you keep it? Uh, it'll keep for two or three days. Mm. Yeah. It's obviously lovely while it's fresh. It's very nice the next day and it isn't quite so good the next day. But, you know, you can... And, and the thing is, if you've still got a whole load of it, you don't want to do with it, which is very unlikely, um, you can put it into a tomato sauce or you can, you know, do anything with it. Because basically it's just tomatoes, good organic extra virgin olive oil and basil. 
What are you doing with the garlic on the ciabatta there? Well, what I'm doing is I'm rubbing the juice out of the cut garlic half onto the, the crust of the, the bread. And then what you do is, I mean, this is all very messy and it's lovely because it, you know, everything always tastes better when you eat it with your fingers. And this basically is we're just going to just load a bit of this salsa onto the, to there. And uh, Let me have a taste of the salsa. Let me have a taste of this. Now, that just says... Summertime, isn't it? Fantastic. Yeah, and it's just so incredibly simple. And I can't believe that I never did this before. I actually had to look through my website to to see, to make sure I hadn't done this before because it is so incredibly easy. Mm. And the more different tomatoes you have and the more bits and pieces of tomatoes you have, the the better because the more tasty it is. All today's recipes available? On NikkiKyleGardening.com and they'll be up straight after the show, hopefully. I know now what I've been missing so far in 2019. Yes, I'm back in the knoll with the Queen of Green, Nikki Kyle. Thank you so much for inviting us today. Summertime tunnel to table. We'll be back in the autumn and again wintertime with Nikki. But you know something? This has just been so nice today and so delighted to be back with you. And may the recovery from the ankle break continue. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. It's a pleasure. It's great to see you. You know her well on late lunch. She was our Woman of the Year for this year, International Women's Day. We've talked to her about our circumstances in the past and I just admire her so much. And she took this into her head, do you call it a vagary or something, to head round Ireland for a month with daughter Cloda. The well on the road at this stage and she's on the line. Tracy Hanby, good afternoon. Hi, Jerry. how are you? Was it a vagary? <laughs> I don't know. I had a moment of madness. I could, like, I worked really hard last year saving, scrimping and saving. I said, I'll go to Canada. But I'd only really be able to go for, like, a week. And I said, well, why would I do that when I could stay at home, maybe extend it for the same amount of money? Mm, good thinking. So, no, that's all. That's all. It just crossed my mind. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of logic. And uh, a month off from work, wouldn't anybody love it? Here, when I tell you, I was at home on Saturday. And it rained, and it rained, and yeah. it rained, and it rained, and it rained, and it rained, yes. and it rained. Did you yes. get that and you moisture? you were thinking of us. Uh, yes. We were in our tent in Curtis in Limerick. Now, I have to say, we did actually sleep in that in the tent. I can't believe it myself. Um, but it was pretty bad. And we went on a bat hunt, but we couldn't actually go on the hunt because it was raining that bad. So we all did it from the, uh, like a communal... Um, a porch. porch, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Just Thank keep you, an, an, ob- an observational uh, observatory. Uh, yes, <laughs> rather than so than was, yeah. That was interesting, uh, but the rain did yeah dampen the spirits. Oh. We had a moment of Claudia was like, "I wish there was more kids my age, and you're an adult, <laughs> and, and you know she didn't want to be near me." <laughs> but here, lucky you survived it anyway. But look, it, 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 there's no doubt that good weather is a fantastic help, and we've had mixed type of stuff. Had you any? Did the, the, the tent nearly go any evening, or were the winds that strong? No, the winds actually weren't strong in Limerick. I thought it was going to be a bit like that. Now, I do know there was a thunderstorm, but we slept through it. So, Good. I mean, my if the tent got a bit of an issue, I was going to hop into the car. The car is always parked beside the tent. Right. So and that's there for a reason. And I've made that, you know, every time I booked a campsite, I made that known that I needed the car beside us. So I'm actually a little bit apprehensive of our next stop. We're here in Salt Hill at the moment, but I am a little bit apprehensive. We are going to be camping on a beach in Clifton. Right. 
But listen, the weather, I, just to give you a little forecast, I've looked at it, you're okay, it's it's not the worst and not the best, you know what I mean, the, the next few days, you'll be okay. Changeable. Yeah, just, I want no, to reassure There's no wind. No, there is no, no wind. That's the thing, a, a little bit changeable is right. But here's the thing, you posted earlier today uh, an 11 point uh, plan, or should I say, an 11 point commentary on things that have, <laughs> you know, that you, you, you've discovered as you've travelled around the country. By the way, from the last time we talked, we were talking, you were, were you in Waterford going into Cork or Wexford heading to Cork or where were you last time? So, Navin, Wexford, into Waterford, then to Independence, which was in Mitchellstown, yeah. then into Cork itself, and then we moved up to Dingle. And then we moved across to Charleville, where my cousin is. So we wanted to say hi to her and route to Limerick. And then now we've left Limerick for Galway. Oh, no, we didn't. We had one change. Oh. Uh, we were meant to stay with a friend, Laura, but she something came up that changed her plan. So we actually then went and stayed in the Burren. Lovely. And that was unexpected. I didn't, I didn't do primary school um, geography, so I've no idea of Ireland, really, because yeah. that's when you do your geography. And, oh, my God. God, the burn is incredible. I was left with my jaw to the ground. It is an outstanding piece mm. of, I don't know where it came of from. Of land and landscape. It's unbelievable. It's, it's I think unique. it's volcanic or something. Yeah, I think it fell it from the moon, Tracy. Yeah, oh I think it fell goodness. from the moon. It's something anyway, like this was a slap at, oh my God, how lucky are we? So I, I spent most of my time driving around in awe, taking photographs. Then we went to um, Father Ted's house. Lovely. Got her selfie and then we went into Doolan and we had lovely food in Doolan and we went into the chocolate shop there. Must give them a shout out. The White's Chocolate, um, their handmade chocolatiers. And we met them already in Limerick in a milk market fair. Yes. But this lady is Noreen. She was so funny. We had such crack with her. And we posted a picture about her on Instagram and even the chocolate company were delighted. But she's a fantastic asset. So we had great crack with her. And then we stayed in an amazing castle hotel in the Burn. Lovely. So you really are covering a lot of ground. You're discovering yeah. parts of Ireland that you've never seen before. Is Clodagh beside you? Clodagh is. Would you like to talk to I her? I want to talk to her for a very special <laughs> reason. Put her on to Clodagh. me there. Hello, Clodagh. Hello. Hi, Clodagh. How are you? Now, your mam, as you know, has... Uh, put her thoughts on paper well on online she's put her thoughts today and I look at one it yeah. says that Cloda is missing her nanny I miss nanny so much are you do you yeah. ring her every day and are you, I want to ask you this now right you have still still a bit of time to go because we're only what on the 12th of August at the moment if you were yeah. given a choice today would you go back to Nanny or do you want to continue on this journey? Um, I want to continue on the journey. Right. But the problem is I want Nanny to come in. <gasps> oh. So, yeah, not going to happen. No. <laughs> Nanny's probably listening today or she may hear this at some stage. They want you. Clodagh wants you. Maybe would, 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 Jerry. Two, two's company, three's the crowd. Jerry, just a shout out to my poor mum. My poor mum has been through so much and we're incredibly proud of her and what she's gone through the last five years. But she's struggling at home, waiting on a hip replacement and hopefully we'll have it done by the end of September. But she really is struggling. Now, I know it was a really kind of cruel thing to leave her as well. I feel like a bad daughter as well here. You're not, we left I'm her not. for the month knowing that she was going to be a lady in waiting. 
She's doing her physio in the pool to keep herself going. She really is an inspiration. She is. And, and what's her name again? Remind me of her name. Anne, Anne Hamby. Yes. And Anne. Uh, we just hope that she gets this operation ASAP. I'll be moving in with her as her aftercare nurse as well while I'm working and going to college. And Oh, well, look at Hold on a minute. You know. Clodagh, you're going to have loads of, uh, of Anne and you're going to have to look yeah. after her, Clodagh. <laughs> Uh, you have this to look forward to so don't be in despair continue on with your mam and on this great journey Tracy yeah. I, I have to tell you I have to ask you this sorry what's been the highlight so far if you, you mentioned the boring a moment ago but anything else stick with you that you say my oh my I loved Dingle I loved being on the boat with Fungi Fungi came up and out to play so that's on my Instagram as well um, and Doolan was I think Doolan's class. I, look, look, the West. I yeah. love the West. Mm. I think I'm probably a kindred spirit of the West somehow. Okay, and I'm, what about what about Clodagh? What's her highlight? Clodagh, what is your highlight? I'll let you talk to her. Go on. If she gets rid of that cough, we'll get her. Clodagh, what was the best moment so far? Being with my mummy. Ah, good on you. Now... That's it. Being with your mum. So that's every moment on this trip you've loved. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, good one. That's woman. why she doesn't want it to end, you see. I understand. There's a little <laughs> bit of a, a dilemma there. So there is. Well, you must be delighted that she says that, being with you, and there's nothing. Yeah. You, you you can't just uh, put a price on that all this time together and this adventure that you'll both remember for the rest of your days. Hey, come here. What about you and this student card? You're clinging onto it. <laughs> well, I am a student. I know. And, you know, you know, it's legit. But at the same time, I'm only getting like two euros off. And you swear it's the best thing that's ever happened. So, yeah, I did up my little list of what I've learned so far about myself. But look, really, that's what that was. I couldn't sleep last night because it was like about three torrential rainstorms. I also had a late coffee. That's not a good thing with me. I'm, I'm kind mm. of... Uh, caffeinated anyway but I just started you know what what have I actually learnt on this trip um, I've learnt never to row with a teenager or a teenager as she I'm calls not, herself because uh, she'll always get her way on a holiday um, I'm paranoid we're always paranoid we've left something behind and actually today that did happen she's going to oh kill me God, for mentioning no, it no, left no, a laptop behind us <gasps> wheel back and go get it so we okay. got that um, I'm busy watching diesel price yeah, it's a good time. Actually, the price of diesel is down, so it's, you've it's, it's bit, quite been a benefit a there. Price. Yeah. So the average price is one three zero point nine, and um, I missed out an opportunity of getting it for one two six point nine in Galway at an apple green. So I kicked myself there today. Uh, what else? <laughs> your hair, your hair, your hair. Oh God! Well, my hair has more roots than uh, vegetables root vegetables <laughs> I'm I'm developing a lot of greys I don't know whether they're new or old uh, Claude said oh mum you look nice with the sprinkle of grey you should leave it like that and then I went and bought a bottle of Magic Retouch oh. by L'Oreal so oh. you've retouched so, yeah. up you're not going to no. let it go grey no chance no can't can't cope with that um, <laughs> what else have I learnt we keep losing phones but they're always in the bum bag right we're using our student card to our advantage that's been great yeah. oh yeah I'm waiting for a Ruka oh why because we're using that many pools uh, and uh, communal showering, things like that with the campsites and that. I'm literally on Veruca Watch. So you're <laughs> bound to pick up, you say something, before the end. Google Maps, I take it, is your best friend. 
Oh my God, do you know what I'd love Google Maps to have? You know, like a tourist advisor. If you look to your left, now you are going into the burren. That kind of, you know, yes. commentary would be really nice. I would love to do the voiceover work for that. Well, there you are. She's making a pitch today. Tracy Hanby is available to become that new voice in your car. And I'm right behind her getting that gig. Anyway, I have to leave you to your travels for the moment. We'll be back again. See you soon. Safe journey in Cloda. And take care of Bye. yourselves. See you Thank next you week. Thank you very much, Not at all. Bye-bye, Tracy. Enjoy the trip. Enjoy the trip. And we'll be back on Tracy's Travels again on Late Lunch in a few days' time. That's a lot on the Monday of the Flower. We leave you in the company of Genesis and Phil Collins. Oh, what a song. Invisible Touch. See you tomorrow, 1.30. with Blackstone Motors. Whatever the temperature, it's zero at Blackstone Motors. That's zero deposit on all 192 Renault models until August 31st. Get exclusive savings and a personalised finance package today at Blackstone Motors. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.